This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you start at ExpressPros.com. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Boom! Up America, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. We're broadcasting live in the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Welcome in. Um, I'm going to do a little self-pat here. Okay. Our show is planned, right? You don't just go, hey, Doug Allen, let's take some calls. Huh? Let's take some calls, and then we'll get an update and talk some sports here on uh, Fox Sports Radio. But uh, it is not written, and because it's not written, we can pivot and plant and change. And, and so instead of talking about quarterbacks and dudes pulling out race cards for why we talk about Josh Allen, comical, comical, or some of these hires, and oh yeah, by the way, I just I want everybody to know I'm sitting on a really cool story of somebody getting a job that I'm not allowed to share. I'm, it's embargoed and I'm hoping to break it during the show, but I won't do it until the person involved says, okay, I'm really excited about it. Um, but there is another story which has broken, which like moments before it broke, I got another text from a buddy who was like, the Bucks just fired Adrian Griffin. Now, let's kind of set the the story correct here. Hey, okay? and well, this is actually the perfect show. One with the perfect show because I'm not an idiot. I know about the NBA. Secondly, I have connections with the NBA. Talked to people already, even in the 15 minutes since it's broken. Third, um, Dan Beyer, who's alongside every day, is a gigantic Bucks fan. And whereas the rest of us, like, I watch Bucks games, but I can't tell you it's appointment viewing. 
Dan, would I be would it be fair to say somewhere between fifty to seventy five percent of the games you view a portion of them? Yeah, a little little less than before. I would say about fifty. Okay. Uh, yeah. Right. Which which is a the, really if, if we're honest with ourselves, it's a really really high percentage. Okay. Like I watch. I like to think I watch most every Laker and Clipper game. It's like, why the hell do I have cable if I'm not going to use it to, to watch these games, which you can only watch on Spectrum Sportsnet for like the Laker games locally in Southern California. But in reality, like there's games which like I didn't see that game. I was watching a college game or I was working or I was having a life. Right. So 50 percent is a lot of games. So there's a bunch of things to it. First. Right, there's the Doc Rivers element. Doc Rivers is out there. He's, I've been told it's already done. He's going to be the next head coach of the Bucs. Uh, Woj is reporting that uh, they're planning on quickly pursuing a veteran head coach, most likely Doc Rivers. It's it's the old, um, you guys remember the movie uh, Hunt for Red October? The average Ruski doesn't take a dump without a plan, son. Fred Thompson, right? Is that Fred Thompson out of that line? That is correct. Yeah. Right? These these deals don't you don't just fire a coach and go, okay, now we're gonna go look for a coach. Like that's not how it works. He's in his first year. They have the second best record in the East. So you're like, well, what why would they possibly do that? They're also bottom 10 in defense, and this is a franchise that's built around defense. And here's the real thing. Here's what really happened. Giannis made this hire. The original hire. Okay, because Giannis was ticked off. If you remember last year in the playoffs, why they lose? Giannis didn't play the first two games; he was hurt. Then when he came back, hey, um, uh, why am I, why am I blanking on the head coach? He'd been with the Mike Budenholzer. Uh, yeah, Bud Budenholzer. It's again, why is it Budenholzer? But everybody calls him Coach Bud. Anyway, nobody calls him Coach Bud. But Budenholzer wouldn't put him on Jimmy buckets, and Jimmy gave him buckets. Is that is that accurate, Dan? Like, yeah, yeah, he was yeah hurt early in the series, and then the Heat, yeah, he missed games, gosh, two and three, I believe, came back in game four. Right, but if you yeah. remember, like Jimmy Butler, yeah. single handedly yeah. won him a couple games, and you're like, why isn't Giannis guarding him? And Giannis, after the game, was clearly upset at the defensive decisions because Bud is a guy who he's, and, and and this happened all the time. He has a system, and that's what they do. He's like the defensive coordinator who hey our our cornerbacks don't match up to wide receivers one's on the left one's on the right every time that's how bud operated so he got he got his guy who was on staff adrian griffin the job but this is what happened you go from a franchise that's built around their defense they were they were built around their defense with bud Scored just enough points, hit just enough threes around Giannis. if he makes his free throws we're going to win games cuz our defense you trade for Damian Lillard, who doesn't guard anybody, and he's little. Right? He's he's the he's he's not Trey Young bad defensively, but he's in that conversation, and and some of the other pieces have aged as well. And you lose Drew Holiday, who Drew Holiday doesn't need the ball as much to be successful. Is a great defensive player, a good offensive player. The entire makeup of the team switches, and I think generally. Most people weren't blown away by the coaching. And the thought is, we don't have that big a window. We got to win in this next two years while we have these guys. And this isn't the guy. 
And, oh, yeah, by the way, had Giannis not said, this is my guy to hire, you could have had Nick Nurse. You could have had Doc a long time ago. You could have had um, uh, Frank Vogel. And you could sit there and go like, what? Frank, Frank Vogel's won a championship. Frank Vogel's got the Eastern Conference Finals with the Indiana Pacers. He is a better resume. He's done it more. Again, it's a different kind of coaching. It's a completely different kind of coaching, coaching in the postseason and coaching for defense and for specific things than, you know, who Giannis wants. And I would also say there's a little, you know who the owner of the Bucks is now, right? Jimmy Haslam. Where's that name from? Cleveland Browns. So I, I don't know if it's about the fact that, you know, they got everybody to extend and to kumbaya because once they got Damian Lillard and they're like, now that we got you, now we're going to go get the coach that we want. But my guess would be there's a little bit of coaching envy, right? You look at the job Nick Nurse is doing. You look at the job that Frank Vogel's doing and you're kind of unimpressed and they're not getting any better defensively with the Milwaukee Bucks and you're a little bit frustrated by it and it's the best player's buddy a uh, guy he likes as, as the coach, and you don't feel like guys are being held accountable, you make a move. For a guy who we can pick apart Doc Rivers all we want, he's done it for a long time. Of course, he's won a championship, and he handles championship egos better than anybody else. All right, what's your reaction there, Dan Byer, as the guy who watches about 50% well, of the Bucks games? It's interesting because you uh, were like some out there that were shooting out warning flares about a month ago on this team. And I was not ready to hit any panic button at the time. I still felt that there was a feeling out process. But we've also seen over the last couple of months, you mentioned Giannis. Giannis has been a bit more vocal in what he wants uh, for the team in some of his disgust. uh, Maybe despair could be a, a better word. But he doesn't always do that. And so that was very unique. You also had the incident leading up to even before the season started where Terry Stotts walked away because of a reported incident that he had right. with Adrian Griffin. Right. Um, and, just- and, 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 and so, and so people understand, okay. Terry Stotts, very well respected in the league, like a beloved guy. Yeah. And you know, who loved playing for him, Damian Lillard. Okay. So that does not go, it does not go over well. Like, the people that are texting me are like, no one's really that bummed that he lost his job because people think that Terry Stotts got done wrong and that Terry Stotts is a good guy. By the way, Terry Stotts, wasn't he the head coach of the Bucks before? Yes. It's like the weirdest thing. Like, do, do people understand how much you have to sacrifice your ego to walk back into a building? You used to be the head coach and be the assistant coach. And then you get MF'd, likely, by the head coach who has minimal experience in comparison and you right you're like yeah. wait what this is also Joe Prunty's second stint as the interim Bucks head coach right because, that was after Jason Kidd yes yeah and Joe Prunty yeah. by the way is brilliant he's the offensive mastermind he he draws up all the stuff on the board he's really good that's why he's around I think his first order of business should be um change your last name Prunty yeah, that, that's a horrible last name. They should have gotten to him and said, you know what, change it, make it more digestible. It's probably why he's not. he hasn't been a head coach full-time in the league. That's just my guess. Um, 
Yeah, no, I don't think that's really that's I I I get it. You're bringing levity to it, uh, but this is a. I actually like the move from from the Bucks standpoint. Right? I like, do too. I yeah, I'm with you. you it, now. It's like if you've watched the Bucks, you're like, this won't work. This is not going to work when it matters, right? Is that the is that is that fair? Yeah. Okay. I mean, they gave and, up a right. So if you go like, hey, this won't work. Let's try something else. You know, let's try and figure out that this won't work. Why should we wait until June? Then we're all mad. Then we got to figure out what we do then when right now we do it now. Maybe we got a chance to fix it. And I would also, I would wonder, I can tell you that the Darvin Ham thing is not working with the Lakers. And they're talking about making all these changes. Wouldn't stun me if, if Doc's camp was like, hey, the Lakers are thinking about making a move. And the the Bucks are like, you know what? Fine. We're, we're done. We're done with this. Let's move on. It's it's crazy to think that you would do this at this point. But then, as you said, in reality, it's not so crazy when you think of what happened in the summer, what's happened in the fall, what's happened on the court. I mean, you know, they they had back to back wins against the Pistons, but a couple nights ago, you know, they're in a dogfight against Detroit. Yeah. You know what do you? <laughs> Detroit stinks. Yeah. It's one of the worst teams in the history yeah. of the sport. Yeah. Um. Uh. The the other part. It, okay, and help me out. When Ty Lue took over, was that the year that they won? Did they win it yes. that year? Yes, and in fact, it's almost to the day. I looked this up. I believe that David Blatt was fired on January 22nd of 2016. And and David Blatt, who is a friend of mine, um, and uh, he's been, every time I've been to Israel, been incredibly kind, right? He's an expatriate who went and played, played at Princeton, played overseas, became um, as historically significant a uh, a coach in FIBA basketball as there's ever been, he came in and he couldn't get the buy-in from LeBron. He just couldn't. And again, like it, it doesn't, there's no one way to do it, but when it's not working at some point, somebody has got to come in and go like, Hey, look, I'm gonna write the check. And you're going to go away. And we're going to try something else. And that's what was happening with David Blatt. Right. He, it just wasn't working. And again, that doesn't mean this will be a Ty Lue, but there is, precedent for it right there is precedent for a mid-season coaching change that works i believe when pat riley led the heat to an nba championship didn't they get rid of stan van gundy mid-season remember stan van gundy wanted to spend more time with his family sure middle of the season You're like really well it's it'll be interesting to hear what comes out of milwaukee over the next 24 hours because when they moved on from Jason Kidd, mm-hmm. Giannis was very close to him. Now, Giannis is a different person then, obviously, the, a younger version of who he was. Took it very took it very hard. You would have to think, to what you're saying and, and what we've said here, is that, yeah, Giannis probably played a role in this decision. Even if he was a part of the interview process that brought him in, he just has not seemed to be very happy over these last couple of months. The- and so I'm curious to hear what, what his point of view is the hardest move you're going to make okay in basketball two moves okay the 18 inches over from assistant coach to head coach and from the bottom or middle of the scouting report to the top of the scouting report as a player okay and the reason is like every it's the same but it's completely different it's the same but it's completely different when you're the assistant coach you can 
have that great line of communication with your best player and you can give him advice and you can watch film. And when the head coach subs were to like, I don't know what he was doing, man. I just, you know what, whatever. But when it's you, all those relationships change. Okay. And then the dynamic of this team changed when you bought Damian Lillard in. And again, like when, when I say you brought guys in, it changes things. Everybody assumes that makes them a bad person or a bad, it doesn't. Hey, just Damian Lillard has done it his way for a long time and been rewarded financially and in terms of respect. Everybody, no one ever blamed Damian Lillard for Portland not winning, ever. No one ever said, you know, Damian's really got to play more defense. You know, he's got to pass the ball more. He's got to create no one. It was always the coaching isn't good enough. The surrounding players aren't good enough. Now you go to a place where Giannis is king. And Giannis is not perfect. He's not perfect at all. But he's won. He had 50 in a walk-off NBA Finals game. He was the Finals MVP. He's the league MVP. He's the face of Milwaukee sports. And you walk in and, hey, I've never really played this way. And the guy who I've played for, who's has, I have a great relationship for, you know, got run off by the head coach in really ugly fashion. Like, that's a different dynamic. The NBA gives us something that no one else does. They just give us this drama and entertainment when we're not expecting that it is a beautiful thing. I'll also I'll also add this two cents in because you mentioned David Blatt's scenario. Mm-hmm. For Wisconsin sports fans or Milwaukee sports fans, it may not be as as tight of a window as it was, but 15, 16 years ago, when the Brewers were trying to make a push for the playoffs in 2008, they fired Ned Yost with two weeks to go in the season because they were trying to end this playoff drought. And you're trying to do all that you can, and Dale Swaim ended up taking over the team. They made the playoffs. They ended up doing so. It came at the expense of Ned Yost. And that may be the scenario here. If they end up changing things around and turning it around, not that Adrian Griffith has all of what Ned Yost did, but this isn't It's not the same but it isn't unheard of when you're talking about a team that has a lot at stake in making a change with your, uh, you know, with your manager or head coach. Also, you mentioned two names, which uh, you know, if you go to the name registry, I'm going to guess that Ned and Dale are two of the <laughs> bottom ones, right? Like yeah. nobody names a kid well, Adolf anymore, rightfully so, right? There's no, there's no Adolfs, even though there used to be before there one Adolf. There was also Adolf Rupp. There's some other Adolfs or whatever, but. Ned and Dale. Nobody goes Dale. No, and right? Ned, and Ned, we're talking Ned and Dale, and we're not talking NASCAR either. That's the other thing. Ned got the last laugh getting the World Series with the Royals. So there's, uh, and maybe Adrian Griffin will have his day someday, but it won't be a Milwaukee. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for. Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today what up with your Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, it's the way tire buying should be. Uh, I do have a question uh, for you, Jay Stu. Tommy Boy, right? Iconic guy movie. Right? Yeah. Um, you've seen it, correct? Sure. Okay. Yeah. What was the name? It was... Callahan was the name of the company, right? Wasn't it Callahan? Oh, I don't know the movie that well. I'm not one of those guys who quotes that movie. I know it's wildly popular, and I I found it entertaining, but I don't know the details. Um, Profet, you don't you're not a Tommy Boy guy, or is that before your time? I've have a lot of friends who've seen it. I have not seen it myself. You've never seen Tommy Boy? No, I am terrible with movies at, in some places. And that's one of them. Wow, I mean, like Buyer is terrible with movies, but great with TV shows. Are you good with TV shows? I, I think it's I think it's a matter of genre. I don't watch a lot of comedy movies or TV shows like dramatic stuff. I'll watch um, the big one I used to get pinged on is I don't really like sports movies. But you well, know. there's a lot of bad sports movies. I, I, you don't yes. like any of them? Uh, Remember the Titans? I, I actually like uh, what was what was the old one? Uh, Slapshot. I like Slapshot. Slapshot's amazing. I like Goon. It's it, funny enough. I'm not into hockey, but like hockey movies are good just because I like just what are the, the foulness h- of them. How many how many hockey movies are there? Slapshot Goon is and one. Slapshot. Yeah. Well, Goon. <laughs> then there's the movie about the '80 team that won it all. Yeah. There was Mighty Ducks, but that's a kids movie. Goon was like two thousands. It's it's much like Slapshot. I think you would enjoy it if you like Slapshot. I love Slapshot. The Mighty so, Ducks. So- I'm not a big Mighty Ducks guy, but those are the Disney movie, right? That's like the there's lots of Disney sports movies I don't I don't dig either. I'm bring bring it up because when I saw Brian Callahan, it is Callahan Auto Parts. I yeah, I, when I saw Brian Callahan's new head coach, the Tennessee Titans. All I could think of was some sort of Tommy Boy reference. It'd be amazing, <laughs> be in, be incredible. Uh, the the funny thing is, and this is where my mind goes. I don't know if your mind goes here, but as soon as I saw that hire being made, I just automatically thought of that percentage of Twitter that's going to hate it. It's it's a white head coach. It's a guy that's a son of a former head coach, you know, not a former player. There's just a certain segment of Twitter that's just going to despise it. That's what I thought. 
I mean, like, look, I just be honest with you. Like the guys who have succeeded are guys usually that are lifers in this thing. Right. And they're either lifer as a player become a coach or lifer as, you know, a small college player becomes a coach. I mean, like go through it. And I mean, Kyle Shanahan, remember he played some at, at Texas, uh, but obviously kind of grew up in it, been around it his entire life. Like, I'm sorry. Just it's, I, I have the same experience. I, I would tell you with coaching basketball, it's like, well, can you coach basketball? Like I've literally been in more gyms to more practices and more games. And then, you know, like it, your conversations are different when you're at home. You know, the way in which you look, th- look at things and judge things and evaluate things. Uh, if you're from a coaching family, that's your, your approach is very different. Right? Doesn't necessarily set you up to be a great player, but it can set you up in terms of understanding and being a coach. I, I don't think that's why people would not like it. I, 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 I think the, I, I really don't don't think so. I think what people are rightfully kind of scratching their head about, which is like, okay, I get it. You bring in a guy who's worked with an elite coach and they've been an elite offense or whatever. Um, and that's the idea. But I don't know, Vrabel's widely regarded as a really good head coach. And their flaws within their play on offense, I thought was limitations based upon their personnel. They just they did a lot with a little and their strength was Derrick Henry and they leaned into it. You know, it's like one of those, would you like to run spread and throw that thing all around the yard? Yeah. But then what's the point of having Derrick Henry back there? You know, the hell's the point of paying him. So, um, I also think that in this day and age, there are always the hot shot candidates. Sure. And when you don't get one of them, right. You don't get Belichick. Well, there's also you don't get Jim Harbaugh. You're like, oh, we got Brian Callahan, right? But there's also like again the reality. I mean, when they hired, um, why am I forgetting? Well, first, like Matt Lafleur when he got the job, he had only been offense coordinator in Tennessee for like a year, right? And like he's a cop, he's like one of the one of the Shanahan guys, you know, one of the Sean McVay yeah, Shanahan, but, yeah. right? And then if you look in Cincinnati. What's that guy's name? Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor. His first year, people were like, dude, you got to get rid of this guy. This guy doesn't know what he's doing. He's another one of those same guys, that offensive guy, you know, in that same, under that same umbrella comes in and they've been awesome. And they were going to get rid of him before, like year two, there was some dysfunction within the locker room and they went to a Super Bowl. And by all accounts, from the football people, this is a really good hire for Tennessee. Correct. But just on the surface, you're maybe saying, well, who's this guy? He's not heck, even even the Ben Johnsons and the Bobby Slowicks seem to be hotter names because they're new and they're fresh and their teams had success this year. And Callahan goes under the radar in that fashion. Yeah, I I, I get it. I mean, it's an interesting one. Uh, there's another one. Uh, what's Frank's last name with the um, with the uh, with the Dolphins? Uh, Frank Smith, right? Yeah. Yeah, Frank Smith's another guy who everybody says like genius with play calling, with working with quarterbacks, whatever. So I, I what it signifies is look, not all teams should go after a Belichick, should go after a Vrabel, should go after a, a Harbaugh. Like those are guys that you only go to if you think you're going to be competitive to winning a Super Bowl. You got to get what your team needs. Like 
the Raiders, for example, right, you hire an interim head coach who provided you great energy. Okay, so that's what your team needed because you had a guy before that had all the plans. He knew everything that he wanted to know. We wanted to do it his way, whole Patriots culture. And you're like, yeah, that doesn't really work for us. We need, a, we need a guy who just gets guys to play hard and be nasty, and we'll get some coordinators to do all that. Your team, based upon their, where they are in the growth chart, right, needs a specific guy. And if you can find that kind of timing that matches with it, that, that's the, the magic to it, if you will. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio, which brings us to the news of the day, because it does relate to basketball. It does relate to basketball. The Bucks have made a coaching change. Like, wait a second, what? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think if you... If you look at um, if you look at Adrian Griffin's record so far, you're like, what's the big deal? They're in second place in the East, but it's pretty obvious that something's not working there. And I would say it's not just the defense, although I think that's the the biggest thing. Um, the what getting into it with Terry Stotts and Terry Stotts leaving the organization when Terry Stotts was revered in Milwaukee and by Damian Lillard. Um, I, and really in the NBA, I don't think that speaks well to Griffin. And you, if that happens, then you better be really, really freaking good. And I don't think they're really, really good. And look, this doesn't happen unless Giannis, who by all accounts signed off on hiring him, signs off on firing him. Like that doesn't mean Giannis walked in and said, fire that dude right now. But if Giannis wanted him to be the head coach, he would be the head coach today. Same thing with LeBron and all those guys. We can't say it just for LeBron. And there is precedent for it. Ty Lue was named head, you know, he was the interim guy named the head coach uh, when David Blatt was run out of town by LeBron. It wasn't working. It wasn't working. No one thought it was working. It was not fun. It was weird. Like, it doesn't mean that David Blatt wasn't a good coach. He just wasn't the right coach for LeBron. LeBron wasn't, didn't want to hear system, didn't want to do all his stuff. Bad fit, bad mix at that time. You know, like I think international coaching works with teams. We're watching it work at times. Um, you know, in Toronto, I think, you know, you look at how Oklahoma City plays. He's not an international coach, but like an unknown head coach, and they move the ball, move the ball, move the ball. But when you get set egos, like it, it's really hard to get guys to play a different way when they've been successful playing their way. But Ty Lue was named interim head coach. It worked with Cleveland. You know, Pat Riley came down from from the front office. It worked with Miami. But I think that the miscalculation of the Damian Lillard trade is the biggest reason a move was made today. The culture of how the Bucks were built, right, the whole framework and blueprint is based upon their defense. Right? Based upon their defense. They were never beautiful to watch offensively. You know, they they basically tried to play five out and have keep the lane open so Giannis could drive. And if you helped, he'd pass. And if he didn't, he'd just overpower you. If he made his free throws, they would, you know, occasionally made a three. He'd keep you honest. If he didn't, they were susceptible. Right? And it worked, and they won an NBA title, and he had 50 in the final game. You bring in Damian Lillard, who by all accounts, will go down historically as a better player for Drew Holiday. But a completely different fit, a completely different style of basketball, 
a different volume of touches needed and very different at the defensive end. Like, both of these things can be true. Damian Lillard can be a great dude and an awesome player and not make you better as a team. Not make you better as a team. You know? And, and like, look, it's not like Damian Lillard just came into the NBA. Like, hey, we know you've been playing offensive first. Like, forget about defense basketball because you've been on bad teams. We need you to score. But we all you can't just guys don't just flip a switch. And then there's look any physical limitations when you're smaller. It's hard in the NBA when you're small based upon how everybody plays defensively. And then he's not a great defensive player. He's never really been asked to play great defense. And the guy who was asking him to play great defense was a guy who ran off his former head coach. And there's not great feelings about him. And if you want to know why Doc Rivers is likely being brought in, while you can rightfully pick apart. Okay, so many of the flaws to what Doc Rivers has done. I would also tell you that there's two parts to it. They swung and missed, or they 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 didn't they didn't engage enough. They had Nick Nurse was out there, and everyone in the East respected him. If you would have hired Nick Nurse, everybody would been like, "Well, that that's actually an upgrade over Bud, or at least a parallel move." Right? They both won a title. They're both well respected. They both kind of have their own sort of thing. That way you hire a guy who's unknown and ruffles some feathers and not beloved. And there's just no equity there. Whereas Doc, as much as we want to point out how many times they've lost up three games to one and seen as underachieving, he is seen as, if not the best, one of the two or three best at working with star players. And you ain't getting anything done unless you're getting Lillard and Giannis to do it your way. There's a magic to it. You're managing people. And while it seems harsh to go, what was it, 39 games in? Is that what we were? 43. 43. I was off by 43 games in. This is like dating when you know you know. If Giannis is the guy who wanted him hired and Giannis is rolling his eyes... You know, this ain't show friends, it's show business, kids. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, by the way, Joel Embiid goes for 70 last night. 70. And I guess uh, it's the, it's great and bad all at the same time. Because here's what happens when you go for 70. Right, You get people that are like, why couldn't you go for 70 in the NBA playoffs? On the other hand, and I said this a long time ago, that's the most talented guy in the NBA. I would say, and, and here's why he's more talented than Jokic. He's a better athlete than Nikola Jokic. Jokic is an amazing basketball player. Great vision. He's got panache. He's got toughness. Uh, he's a better scorer at the rim. You know, I mean, how many, and, and Jokic is, he, it, it feels like every time he gets his hand on an offensive board, he misses it, he gets it back, he never loses the ball. But I think Embiid has a lot of that, has unbelievable mobility, and just a better athlete and probably a better shooter as well. Not the passer of Jokic, but that's the most talented guy in the NBA. And when you put it all together and he's putting it all together, 
What a night last night. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Doug, there are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Mm-mm-mm-mm. We're broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. If you're just joining us, the Milwaukee Bucks have uh, fired their head coach. Uh, yeah, let's go with a little breaking news. Why, why don't we? Why, why? Breaking news from Fox Sports. Uh, Dan Byer, do you mind if I break break some news that sure. I believe well, is about to reach the wire or has reached the wire? I think Rappaport had first, so we'll do the, I'll confirm Ian Rappaport's report. Tom Telesco, former general manager of the L.A. Chargers, is now the general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders. That is a, uh, Tom is a close friend of mine. That is awesome stuff, but also really, really unique as generally, generally, general managers, it's hard to get that second shot at it. Shows that the Raiders, uh, like personnel-wise, what they were able to do with the Chargers. So Tom Tom Telesco, new general manager of the LA Raiders. We'll ask Stug Alley Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Middle call, let me just ask you, that that's, a, that's an interesting one, right? With the Raiders um, hiring Tom Telesco as their general manager, what, what's your reaction? Well, I mean, following their search pretty closely, once it became pretty clear that, uh, you know, unless they got Jim Harbaugh, who looks like he's going to the Chargers, that Mark was going to hire Antonio Pierce, they were very reluctant to hire two guys with no experience, right? So the interim GM, Champ Kelly, had never been a general manager. It'd be pretty crazy. I mean, they just went through now several GMs from Mayock 
to uh, you know to Ziegler that had never had that job. And let's face it, their personnel decisions have been all over the map. So you get a guy who has, I mean, what a decade worth of, of running a shop. Eleven uh, years plus. He was a he's a Polian guy. You know. He, yeah, I mean, he just has. Like I, I heard you say, and you're right. I mean, not a lot of guys get a second shot, especially ones that you know aren't Super Bowl champions. But Tom knows what he's doing. So I, I think from just in a vacuum, hiring Tom Telesco, totally understand. Now, when you factor in, you know, it's not like he hired because he's Antonio Pierce's guy, so a little bit of a weird fit. Yep. But Tom's proven he can get along with, I mean, countless head coaches. So that, uh, I, like, I, I like it. I, I just think the... I, I, here, with, here, here's, here, let, me, let me help you. I think, and again, like, I probably know more than I'm letting on because I had talked to Tom. I haven't talked to Tom since I heard about this last night. Um, you know, he was just like, I can't, I'm not in a spot to, to, to tell you until I can tell you. Um, but he, but he, but he interviewed a couple times, right? Up until he did. Today. He did. And, you know, but we've talked about the Raiders in the past and talked about when Antonio, he was obviously out of work here last month. And he was talking about like the Antonio Pierce thing will work, but you know, what you got to do is you got to get guys, you know, what he, what he provides great leader of men. You know, so you need more kind of X and O, you know, specific sort of offensive coordinator and figure out what you want to do at the quarterback position. And then the same thing defensively. And he's just going to energize the room and guys like him and want to play for him. It'll work, but it's all who you hire around him. And I, I honestly think Mark Davis figured the exact, like you did, the exact same thing. Like, okay, if I have inexperience one place, I got to have experience everywhere else. And that's what he's doing at general manager. And Tom, obviously, he's been through a lot of coaches with the Chargers, knows a lot of people you know, assistance, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I, I just think Antonio Pierce, like any young coach who – like Antonio Pierce from a leadership standpoint, team captain, the Vrabel, D'Amico, that, that's going to come naturally to him. And even the defensive side of the ball, he knows that. But, like, he was a part of a program at Arizona State that had Jaden Daniels that anyone that watched them was like, this guy's terrible. And then a couple of years later, the dude's winning the Heisman Trophy. So, offense, offense, offense. And let's face it. I don't know if you agree. I mean, all signs point to Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers. Now, he's a wild card. You never know. It's never set in stone until it's set in stone. But you got Sean Payton and Andy Reid. Tough division, right? Mahomes is basically turning into Tom Brady 2.0 in front of our eyes. Sean Payton probably had his worst team he'll ever have, and they won eight games. And obviously, Herbert, if he gets Harbaugh, will uh, I think we'd all bet on him to bounce strong back. So it's you could argue it's got a chance to be from a coaching standpoint. I mean, you got three $20 million head coaches that you're going up against six times a year. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it'd be fascinating. And now look, the other you side. You think Harbaugh's going to the Chargers? I mean, is that, am I crazy for thinking that? I, I don't think it's crazy, but I think that the, the other name to keep an eye on is Vrabel. Um, is, is, and you could, you could, you could. If you said Grable, Arthur Smith, Chargers, I, I would look at it very similarly. Obviously, Harbaugh's resume is longer, but that that would be uh, – I, I would applaud that hire, right? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and then what would they do at general manager as well? Uh, let's, get to the, let's get to the games from last weekend. Um, you've been all in on Brock Purdy. I love Brock Purdy, the story. I like him, the player, but I think that the story sometimes – makes us overvalue some of the plays and some of those, some of that lower ceiling was a little bit on display. Maybe it was the rain. Okay. But I get you, you watch all 22 differently than I can watch it. What'd you see? 
Well, I, I say this about being all in on the guy. Like, I, I, I naturally am inclined to like bigger arm quarterbacks. I come from Andy Reid. I, I like traits. So, like, I, I would rather have for the next 10 years a guy that has the physical traits of Jordan Love than Brock Purdy. I argued that this season, what Brock was doing, the air yards, the statistical categories, and just the eye test, like, he was, he was excellent. Had a couple bad games throughout the year, but for the most part, he played like a high level guy. Now, the MVP conversation, a lot of that was based on it wasn't a great MVP year. There was no Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers throwing for 50 touchdowns. So it was watered down. Now, is he as talented? Like some of the backlash is like, how could we compare him? Anyone comparing him to Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, or Lamar Jackson, or Herbert in terms of physical talent is an idiot because no one was doing that. Now, I understand like all the Niners players are really getting his back right now and totally get it. You're in the bunker with them. But, like, the rain is an issue, but he doesn't play in the AFC. If he played in the AFC, it'd be a major problem, and you would have to, like, think about changing the quarterback this offseason. But, like, that game on Saturday night was terrible. But let's face it, he can't, he's proven now when it drizzles, because this was not, you know, New York driving rainstorm here or Chicago. This was 60 degrees and just rain. I mean, normal California rain. And it was bad. He was he was horrendous. Now he had a big drive, uh, which he hit a couple big plays that ultimately they took the lead. They won the game, but like that game, independent of his season, was bad. But I do think his season was good. Oh no, I, 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 there's no disputing the season was good. But you know, it's again like it's like we're I, to me it was more when we were doing the league MVP discussion. Like, what are we doing here? And then well, you the, agree it was a bad. It was a bad like people to choose from. There was no standout. Well, it, it was it it was because Josh Allen, you know, gets himself into trouble half the year, you know, trying to force things. And they were six and six. They were six. They were six and six. Um, you know, Pat Mahomes just was not surrounded by players, right? He just doesn't have dudes, and they led the world in drops, so it made him look worse than he was. Um, Two is again kind of a similar version, and not actually close to the best offensive player on his team, like Tyreek Hill is. And, you know, like, right, we're doing, like, a quarterback award, right? Dak, no, no matter how good Dak's numbers are, we don't buy into Dak because he doesn't win the postseason. Right? It's not fair. That's not the MVP. Uh, Lamar's season kind of got started off clunky. And I still... I, up at the end. Yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it was fine at the end. So, again, at the time in which we were discussing it, it was more he was the best of some bad options, and he looked really good at times. Um, that, 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 that's fair. Can, Here, can, here's what I think we've really learned, right? right? Purdy from a physical standpoint is nowhere near the top dogs. Correct. And when it comes, which to is why he went, why he was the last pick. Exactly. And honestly, once you become, and you're, you're the starting quarterback on, you know, a top two or three team in the league for a couple straight years, you just become a polarizing conversation. But like the, the talent gap of like we're a couple years away from having to talk money, and then it gets really serious. Yes, right now he's just yes. an incredible story. Right. But like we all watched, I saw fifty million people watch the Sunday night game. One thing's clear: I don't care what his stats are during the season. Patrick Mahomes is now the MJ Tiger Woods. Like they could have bad years yep. or down year, you'd never bet against them. And Josh Allen, I think we all have to agree, is easily. I don't know, top two or three most physically gifted player we've ever seen at the position. So I guess this is this is a great question. Okay, so I started the show. We're doing the podcast. It's like I've done this before. Like people go, well, Pat Mahomes, he has to do it for a couple more years where he enters the GOAT conversation. Like, dude, six years, six AFC championships, and the AFC is loaded with quarterbacks. Loaded. 
Okay, he's done it on the road. He's done it at home. He's done it from behind, which you're not supposed to be able to come from behind the playoffs. They've done it from elite. They've done it every possible way. Okay, deteriorating roster around him as well. Right? So, like, all the different. Loses a coordinator, whether they wanted to or not. That's not really important. Okay? Um, let's, let's, let's go to the Josh Allen thing. Right? You'll get people, they're like, he played great. How can we hold it against him? Like, yeah, but you got the ball three times in the fourth quarter and you didn't get a point. Yeah, I mean, I lean on, and I, I've said this forever, I, I loved Peyton Manning when I was, like, in junior high and high school. And, and it was devastating watching him crumble in the cold weather situations. And it wasn't until it was like, they got to get home field, they got to get home field, and they finally did. Well, why do you have to get home field? Because he played in a dome. Right, Josh Allen's issue was, like, outside. He, he threw five touchdowns in Kansas City. I thought he was pretty damn good. I mean, he hit digs on that bomb that goes right through the guy's hands. Now, could he have made an extra play, like an all-time great? Yeah, I guess we could nitpick him. I mean, that defense, it was going like field goal, field goal, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. They were going to score another touchdown before Hardeman fumbled it out of the end zone. Yes. So I, I have a hard time, like to me, that one. And I, I don't look like, remember, when, when Peyton was Josh's age, it was like, I don't know, something's missing. I, I think we all have to agree, like, this guy is playing winning football. That winning against Tiger Woods or or Michael Jordan? Yeah, I mean he's got to be. He's he's, he's Pat. He's, he's Pat Ewing. I don't, I don't know. He's Pat Pat Ewing. I feel like he's the, better than that, don't you? I, I, mean, do, I, I do. I do too. Pat Ewing under undersells it. Let me let me ask I you. I feel okay. like Josh Allen. I mean, in my life watching he's, sports, like I John I find Elway. him as enjoyable and like he's I, the choking word doesn't even cross my I, mind. I I think I'm the team. Him. I think that team choked though. I don't see well, he agree. choked. I think the team. Well, choked. They ran out of players. Well, they ran out of players, but also like Stefan Diggs, dude, you can't drop that ball. Do you think it was more I, – I, I thought that was the first moment. Obviously, they've had an incredible like five-year run. But that moment for the Chiefs on the road, down a couple times through the game, was kind of their Brady-Belichick Patriot. Like, yeah, we're, just, we're the new version of them. Like, the Patriots used to win that game. And you're like, how the hell did they win that game? Yes. Yes. That was the first time the Chiefs – you know, they, they've had so many games at home. So now they – on the road, I mean, what an incredible – I mean, that's the closest thing we get to, like, the pageantry of college football, the intensity, and they found a way to win it just because, of course they did, right? I mean, Travis okay, Kelsey, so, a little throwback early in the game, so, looked a little younger. The defense was awesome. And Mahomes is just a cold-blooded killer who was just in complete control. Okay, so uh, now we have Baltimore. And, like, here, here's my – tell me if you made this assessment makes sense. Like, Houston shouldn't have been there. And, and it's not because I'm not, it's their first year winning the division. Fine. Okay. I mean, that part of that was Jacksonville massively underachieved. You know, maybe we're, we oversold you on, on Trevor Lawrence, but like the jets were a second round, at least roster when they had Aaron Rodgers. the chargers, if they were modestly well coached should have still been playing in the playoffs, right? Like you can go through, I, I, I don't I don't think the Steelers could, but the the Bengals had they not had all the injuries that they had right those yeah. are three teams that should have been there not the Texans that's people can say it's take shots the Texans were way better than they should have been but some of it, it was be the, the, the Bengals the Bengals went healthier clearly bang, in that, the top but four. Bengals Jets like look when the Jets had, the, I, the offensive line was a mess but you have Aaron Rodgers you're probably in the playoffs and the Chargers again like you're reasonably coached. You don't lose that first game to Miami because of you know J.C. Jackson, and you're probably in the playoffs, right? So they just because they have better players and they've been they've been at this level longer, right? And you can even make the case the Dolphins too, right? The Dolphins fell apart because of injuries. They should have been there. 
So do you believe that these Ravens, that Lamar can, because this is a game that Lamar hasn't won. Now no. he's at, and he's not one at home, and he's now this is the perfect setup. They have a one day off longer, right? They're healthy. They have one less game than the than the Chiefs had, um, and they got a better roster. Like he's got better pass catchers, a better defense, better kicker, better everything. We've well, got the team playing the best of the four. Yes, right? I mean just so it's and their coordinators are big time. Let's face it. Anyone that's not some, like, Ravens homer was going, I've seen this story before yeah. in that first half. And then well, credit to the organization, credit to Lamar. What they say? They start screaming at each other at halftime, start cutting each other out, and they just calm down and they, like they should, destroyed them in the second half. You can't be off against the, the championship-level squad you're about to play who's going to be completely unfazed by the elements, Complete, like your crowd is not louder than Buffalo, so it's like it, they're going to be unfazed by all that. You're going to have to play a good game, and I do wonder if kind of getting that out of their system. Uh, now, from a gambling standpoint, I, I would struggle betting against the Chiefs. Not, I don't feel great they're going to win, but like they just showed it. I mean, they're so unfazed. And texting with the guys with the Chiefs, like, listen, they, they know Lamar's good, but it doesn't get any better than what they just faced. I got, I mean, Josh was running around just like Lamar and can throw it farther. Now, the, the Ravens, the, the big difference is their defense. You know, they, they're just – the front four is so physical. Their two linebackers make every tackle. The thing about going up against Kansas City, right, their offense, because their receivers aren't as good, they need Kelsey to be big time. And early in that game, catching touchdowns, making some big plays, well, what do the Ravens have? They have two sweet linebackers and a hybrid safety who's six foot two and a half, right? So they are equipped to at least neutralize Travis. And then it's like, how do you beat him? And the other thing is, you, it's going to be hard to just run for 100 yards. And it's a physical element that they yeah. do, even though Pacheco's an awesome player, because the Ravens, I think it's fair to say, are the most physical defense in the league. No, they're, they're awesome. And, yeah, so I, but, but that, that's a, that's this is what, this this is one of those Lamar. If 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 you guys don't win that game, well, exactly. Like it goes either way. You don't win that game. It's like, uh, of course you can't. You, you shouldn't beat Mahomes. And if you do, it's one of those things that I mean. Think part of the reason like Eli's going in the Hall of Fame one day. We can argue whether he should. It's like, well, he beat Brady twice, right? And Belichick, right? Flacco hung his hat on. That one year, they took down the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. But you get extra credit when you take down the cream of the crop. No one remembers, oh, they weren't as good that year. They were a little injured. Right. You got to win got, this game. You got to win this game. You got to win this game. He's John Middlecoff. Of course, the podcast is called Three and Outs on the Volume Podcast Network. You're the best, Johnny. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Doug. See you. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.